I'm going to, I want to say something real quick. I'm wearing this shirt and this tie because for some reason, someone who knows me, who knows my shirt sizes, who knows I'm an elder, purchased a shirt and tie for me and had it delivered by, I don't know, FedEx or who it was, I don't remember who it was. And um, I actually was convinced it was Mark. He says it wasn't. It, <laughs> if it was, thank you. If it wasn't, I appreciate it anyway. I like the combo. I really do. So whoever it was, if you're in this room, thank you. They did good. I really, I really did good. So um, I'll, you got my shirt size already, so you know you know how to you know how to order it. Open your Bibles, if you would, this afternoon, the book of Judges, chapter 13. And I'm going to get right down to the matter at hand. But I am going to say, uh, right off the bat, there will be a little reading to do. Because I want us to read all of Judges 13. Our text will be specifically taken, primarily, from verse 22 and 23. But for the context, I think it would be beneficial if we read the whole chapter. And the children of evil, um, listen, listen, the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Philistines forty years. And there was a certain man of Zorah, of the family of the Danites, whose name was Manoah. And his wife was barren and bare not. And, and the angel of the Lord appeared unto the woman and said unto her, Behold now, thou art barren and bearest not, but thou shalt conceive and bear a son. Now therefore beware, I pray thee, and drink not wine nor strong drink, and let not any unclean, and eat not any, any unclean thing. For lo, thou shalt conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come on his head, for the child shall be a Nazarite under, the, under God from the womb, and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. Then the woman came and told her husband, saying, A man of God came unto me, and his countenance was like the countenance of an angel of God. Very terrible. But I asked him not who, whence he was, neither told he me his name. But he said unto me, Behold, thou shalt conceive, and bear a son, and now drink no wine, nor strong drink, 
neither eat any anything, any unclean thing, for the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb to the day of his death. Then Manoah entreated the Lord and said, O my Lord, let the man of God, which thou didst send, come again unto us, and teach us that we shall what we shall do unto the child that shall be born. And God hearkened unto the voice of Manoah. And the angel of the Lord came again unto the woman as she sat in the field. But Manoah, her husband, was not with her. And the woman made haste and ran and showed her husband and said to him, Behold, the man hath appeared unto me that came unto me the other day. And Manoah arose and went with her, with his wife, and came to the woman and said unto him, and came to the man and said unto him, Art thou the man that speaketh unto the woman? And he said, I am. And Manoah said, said, Now let thy words come to pass. How shall we order the child? And how shall we do unto him? And the angel of the Lord said unto Manoah, Of all that I said unto the woman, let her be aware. She shall not eat of anything that cometh of the vine, neither let her drink wine, nor strong drink, nor eat any unclean thing. All that I commanded her, let her observe. And Manoah said unto the, unto the angel of the Lord, I pray thee, let us detain thee until we shall have made ready a kid for thee. And the angel of the Lord said unto Manoah, Though thou detain me, I will not eat of that bread. And if thou wilt offer a burnt offering, thou must offer it unto the Lord. For Manoah knew that he was an angel of the Lord. And Manoah said unto the angel of the Lord, What is thy name? What, what is thy name that when thy sayings come to pass, we may do thee honor? And the angel of the Lord said unto him, Why askest thou thus after my name? seeing it is secret. So Manoah took a kid with a meat offering and offered it upon the rock unto the Lord. And the angel did wondrously. And Manoah and his wife looked on. For it came to pass when the flame went up towards heaven from off the altar that the angel of the Lord ascended in the flame of the altar and Manoah and his wife looked on it all looked on it and fell on their faces to the ground but the angel of the Lord did no more appear to Manoah and to his wife 
that Manoah knew that he was an angel of the Lord. And Manoah said unto his wife, We shall surely die, because we have seen God. But the wife, but his wife said unto him, If the Lord were pleased to kill us, he would not have received a burnt offering and a meat offering at our hands. Neither would he have showed us all these things, nor would as it would, nor would as it this time have told us such things as these. And the woman bare a son, and called his name Samson. And the child grew, and the Lord blessed him. And the Spirit of the Lord began to move him at times in the camp of Dan between Zorah and Eshtol. Our God and our Father, we thank you for days such as this. For days, Father, wherein we can spend time in fellowship with your people. We might spend time in your word in both preaching hearing and discussing the worth and the value and the depth of your word we cannot fully comprehend or fully understand but Father we thank you that it pleased you to give us the understanding that we have and the desire to seek more understanding Father, make us a blessing one to another that we might forgive sin, that we might be merciful, and that we, Father, might be mindful of the constant and perpetual need that we have for the strength to overcome the sin that does so easily beset us. As our brother preached this morning, sin is a fact that we have to live with as long as we're in this body. And we cannot act nor convince ourselves that we have arrived and overcome. We are victorious in your son. But Father, we need and we seek the victory daily in the strength of the Lord that we might father go through this life walking among this world and continually seeking your mercy and forgiveness for father we are yet people of clay and we need your strength and your mercy and may we be merciful one to another for Christ's sake as a title let us consider our assurance you will notice in verse 22 that Manoah had a great fear once he realized that that man who had come to speak to his wife and unto himself was not 
a mere man. It seems that Manoah was of the mind that this is just a man coming with a message. The Lord may have sent him. But something happened when that angel of the Lord departed. We find these in verses 19, 20, and 21. And particularly, the way that this angel ascended with the flame. As the flames went up, this angel went up with it. That told Manoah something. And Noah, Manoah was greatly afraid. So afraid that he says in verse 22, We shall surely die because we have seen God. Now, human reasoning, being what it is, his fear is not unreasonable. It is not unreasonable for Manoah to think that I just saw God and I am most assuredly going to die. And this is in particular truth in the book of Exodus chapter 33. I'm going to read verses 17 through 23. This is the case with Moab, where Noah, or Moses, goes before God, seeing the burning bush. And there's a dialogue between Moses and the Lord. And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken. For thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee, but I will proclaim the name, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee. And I'll be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will show mercy in whom I will show mercy. And he said, Thou canst not see my face. For there shall no man see me and live. I'm going to stop there. Let's consider that. No man can see me and live. That speaks of two things to me. The holiness, the righteousness, and the goodness of our God. And our total lack of the same. I don't want to get the cart before the horse. But it is only because of the Lord Jesus Christ that we can get even a glimpse of God. It is only through him that we understand who God is. We cannot see God and live. In the book of John, 
chapter 6, I'd like you to notice the Lord Jesus Christ speaking, speaks on these, these same lines about seeing God himself. In John 6, verse 43 through 46, John 6, 43 through 46. Jesus therefore answered and said unto them, Murmur not among yourselves. No man can come to me except my Father which is in heaven. Draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. It is written in the prophets, And they shall be all taught of God. Every man therefore that hath heard and hath learned of the Father cometh unto me. Not that any man have seen the Father save he which is of God. He hath seen the Father. Back up a little bit to chapter 5, verse 33 through 37. You sent unto John. And he bear witness unto the truth. But I receive not testimony from man. But these things I say, that you might be saved. He was a burning and a shining light. And you are willing for a season to rejoice in his light. But I have, great, I have greater witness than that of John. For the work which the Father has given me to finish, the same work that I do, bear witness of me, that the Father hath sent me. And the Father himself, which hath sent me, hath borne witness of me. You, are neither, you neither heard his voice at any time, nor seen his shape. Lastly, Back up to chapter 1. And I want you to notice verse 18 of the book of John. No man hath seen God at any time. The only begotten Son which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. This word declared mean to recount to rehearse to unfold to show the Lord Jesus Christ is the means by which we see God in both cases in John chapter 6 and John chapter 5 I believe the Lord is speaking primarily to unbelieving Jews you have not seen and in fact, if you look at chapter 5, we won't turn there, but it goes on to say, and you will not come unto me that you might have life. Don't let anyone ever tell you they've seen God or that God spoke to them. God spoke to Moses. I don't know of anyone that God spoke to verbally. I believe the Lord has impressed upon things, impressed things upon us. 
apparently without stepping on your toes Mark found himself in a place that I found myself many times over the last 50 some years and that is of realizing that God is showing me something about myself that I need to take account of I need to be more mindful of who and what and how I am God does speak to us through his word God does speak to us in the worship service in the preaching service that's what it's for it is for us to learn it is for us to be corrected it is for us to be encouraged but he speaks to us out of his word it is very likely that this angel that Manoah and his wife saw was what I believe they call a Christophany and representation of the pre-incarnate Christ and I think it might be important to note not the pre-incarnate Jesus but the pre-incarnate Christ the anointed one So this angel had a true message from God directly to be given to Manoah and his wife pertaining to the son that they've been looking for. Manoah and his wife bring some things to a discussion that we can and should be able to relate to. And when I say that, we, professing believers in Christ, should be able to relate to the conversation that goes on between Manoah and his wife. For there, when she speaks to Manoah, after Manoah makes this statement about they're going to die because they've seen God, his wife maybe had a little bit clearer head, or maybe being more sensible to the situation, brings a butt into the conversation. But his wife said unto him, If the Lord were pleased to kill us, he would not have received a bread offering and a meat offering at our hand. Neither would he have showed us all these things. Nor would, as it, as it this time have told us, such things as these. Manoah's wife says three things. If the Lord were going to kill us, he would not have accepted our offering. He would not have showed us the things he showed us. He would not tell us the things that he's told us. I said our title is Assurance. Manoah's wife's statement 
should be words of great assurance unto us. Because we like her and her husband have had an offering accepted, has showed us some things, and has told us some things. And this is the heart of what I want to bring forth this afternoon. The offering. There's an offering that has been offered for us that God has accepted. And that offering was the offering of the Lord Jesus Christ. It was not a lamb. It was not a goat. It was not a heifer. It was the only begotten son. This offering was offered one time and one time only and will never be repeated. Hebrews chapter 9. And again, I'm sorry, we got to, it'll be a rather lengthy reading. Well, I want us to read chapter 9 of the book of Hebrews. I wish I didn't have to. But all of chapter 9 draws our attention to our accepted offering. The offering that was made for us to the Lord is the Lord Jesus Christ. And if Paul is the writer of the book of Hebrews, Paul was inspired by the Holy Spirit to write a very clear declaration of the offering that God accepts on our behalf. Then verily the first covenant had also ordinances of divine service. And a worldly sanctuary. Note that worldly sanctuary. For there was a tabernacle made, the first, wherein was the candlestick, and the table, and the showbread, which is called the sanctuary. And after the, after the second veil, the tabernacle, which is called the holiest of all, which had the golden scepter, the Ark of the Covenant overlaid round about with gold, wherein was the golden pot that had manna, and Aaron's rod that budded, and the tables of the covenant. And over it, the cherubim of glory, overshadowing the mercy seat, of which we cannot speak particularly. Now when these things were thus ordained, the priest went always into the first tabernacle, made a tabernacle accomplishing the service of God. But unto the second went the high priest only, once every year, not without blood, which he offered for himself and for the errors of the people. The Holy Ghost, this signifying 
that the way unto the holiest of all was not yet made manifest. While as yet the first tabernacle was yet standing, which is a figure for the time then present in which were offered both gifts and sacrifices that could not make him that did the service perfect as pertaining to the conscience which stood only in meats and drinks and diverse washings and carnal ordinances imposed on them until the time of reformation but Christ being come and high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but of his own blood, he entered in, in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkled the unclean, sanctified to the purifying of the flesh. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge our conscience from dead works to serve the living God. And for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament that by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the first testament they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance for where the testament is there must also of necessity be the death of the testator for the testament is of force after men are dead otherwise it is no strength at all while the testator liveth whereupon neither the first testament was dedicated without blood for whom for when Moses had spoken every precept to all the people according to the law he took the blood of calves and of goats, with water, with scarlet, wool, and hyssop, and sprinkled the both the book and all the people, saying, This is the blood of the testament which God hath enjoined unto you. Moreover, he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry. And almost all things are by the law purged with blood. And without shedding of blood is no remission. It was therefore necessary that the pattern of things in the heavens should be purified with these. But the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifice than these. For Christ is not entered into the holy place made with hands which are the figure of the true but into heaven itself 
now to appear in the presence of God for us. Nor yet that he should offer himself often as the high priest entered into the holy place every year with blood of others. For then must he, must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now once in the end of the world have he appeared to put away all put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after that the judgment. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look to him till he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Manoah's wife said, if he were going to kill us, he would not have accepted this offering at our hand. Well, that offering, according to Hebrews chapter 9, was just a foreshadowing of the offering of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have assurance here, folks, that God has accepted an offering on our behalf. Our sins have been remitted. Our sins have been taken away. We have assurance of eternal life. What's the last line of verse 28? And unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation we have something to look forward to we have something with some assurance we have some surety there's something we can hold on to there's an anchor our Lord has taken away our sin in his body he suffered for us I believe 1 Peter says the just for the unjust She speaks of what we're told. What did God tell her? No. Getting ahead of myself. See, Mark, I do that too sometimes. I don't get my editing right. Things in order. Uh, no, this is my fault. This is all me. I'm not going to blame this on Lisa. I can blame some things on her, but not this one. But what has the Lord showed them? What did the Lord, the angel of the Lord, show Manoah and his wife? I see the messenger himself. That messenger came from heaven. Where did our Savior come from? John chapter 6, once again. Beginning in verse 33. I'm going to read verse 32. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. 
Then said they unto him, Lord, moreover, give us this bread. And Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I say unto you, that ye also have seen me and believe not. I am that bread from heaven. I am the messenger. I am the one that has been sent to earth from heaven by the Father. And I'm telling you, everything that I tell you is not my word, but the Father's words. Christ did not one time deliver a message or a thought of his own. Jesus spoke, the Lord Jesus Christ spoke the words his Father gave him. That angel, when he came down to Manoah and to his wife, spoke only the words that God gave him to speak. He told them, careful, now be careful. You know what this word that used twice? Beware. That word beware means to be careful. It means to guard. It means to keep. It means to practice. It means to rehearse. It means make this a part of you. He gave her instructions of what she could eat, what she could not eat, what she could drink, what she could not drink. About the child, his hair should not be cut. All of these things she was told to be aware of. Keep them close unto you. Kind of like it says about Mary when she was told about the Lord Jesus Christ. She pondered these things in her heart. She kept those things. Manoah's wife was told, beware, keep these things, guard these things, keep them close to you. Folks, the word of the Lord Jesus Christ are words that we need to be aware of. We need to guard. We need to keep. We need to observe. I've noticed in the last few weeks how often, and I've been very leery of touching on it, how often the Lord Jesus Christ speaks of, if you love me, keep my commandments. You know, we're told many times, keep the commandments, keep the commandments, keep his commandments. What is commandments? It's his word. Keep his word she was told to be aware I believe they were being told to be aware keep the word of God ponder it lock it away in your heart let it be a part of you this angel showed them something. Manoah has some regard for the individual. 
He wanted to know what the man's name was so that when these things came to pass, he would know who to give the credit to, who to honor with it. Who do I honor after you brought to pass those things that have been said? The angel said, why are you concerned about my name? It's secret. Don't worry about that. That's not your concern. I want you to notice his ascension. Again, as the fire burned, flame went up, the angel went up with him. And Manoah became very fearful. In Acts chapter 1, verse 7 through 12, we find our Lord Jesus Christ. I believe it's typified there or shown there. The Lord speaking, and he said unto them, It is not for you to know the time or the season which the Father has put on his power. But you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and all Judea and in Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld him, he was taken up. And a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly towards heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. I don't believe it's an accident that this angel went up with the flames up into heaven. And they saw it. And they marveled. Manoah and his wife fell on the ground. They saw a wondrous and an awesome sight. A fearful sight. What else would you expect those men to do when they saw the Lord taken up into the clouds? Stand in amazement. I can almost hear them saying, what manner of man is this? They marvel when the seas listen to his words. And here he's taken up out of, heaven, out of our sight into heaven. Our Lord came from heaven return to heaven and one day he's going to return what were they told remember he received our offering he showed us some things and he told us some things he told us there's going to be a son Manoah's wife is going to have a son and that son is going to have a purpose. He's going to be the beginning of the deliverance of Israel from the Philistines. He'll not be the end of it. He'll not complete it. It will not end with him. But he's going to be the beginning of it. Isaac was a prophesied son 
to Abraham and his wife. They set out to keep make God's promise true by having a son by a means that they devised. When God promised that son, he knew who that son was going to be. He did not need Abraham and Sarah to devise a plan. He did not need for the third one I want to consider. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ came into this world physically entered this world from his mother's womb like every other child. But he didn't get there the same way. Manoah's wife was a barren woman. She had no children. The Lord Jesus Christ was born of a virgin. Matthew chapter 1, if you would, quickly. Matthew chapter 1, I'd like for us to consider. Verse 18 through 23. Now the birth of Jesus was on this wise. When as his mother, Mary, was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. But when he thought on these things, Behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thy take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled with the spoken of the Lord by the prophet saying, Behold a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel which is being interpreted God with us. Manoah's wife was barren, but she was not a virgin. Mary conceived of the Holy Ghost. Great things were showed to Manoah and his wife. Great things were told them. But all of those things were as weak as water when compared to the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Samson was to be the beginning of deliverance for the children of Israel from the Philistines. But the Lord Jesus Christ shall save his people, not from the Philistines, but from their very sins, from their very selves, The son of Manoah and his wife 
was consecrated. The word Nazarite means consecrated or separated. Samson was separated. He was going to be a Nazarite from his birth to his death. There were many other Nazarites. And when they accomplished the, the, the duties that were, were for their responsibility, the vow was gone. They could now cut their hair or whatever else was wanted to be done. Samson was never going to be free of that Nazarite vow. He was always going to be separate. He's going to die. The son that Manoah and his wife had was one day going to die. That was promised. He'll be a Nazarite from his birth to his death. But our deliverer the surety of our deliverance, the Lord Jesus Christ, ever liveth. Lastly, turn to Hebrews chapter 7. In Hebrews 7, I wanted to consider verses 17 through 28. For he testifieth. Thou art a son forever after the order of Melchizedek. For there is verily a disannulling of the commandment going before for the meek for the weakness and the unprofitableness thereof. For the law made nothing perfect but the bringing in of the better hopes did by the which we draw nigh unto God. And inasmuch as not without an oath, he was made priest. For those priests were made without an oath, but this with an oath. By him they said unto him, The Lord swear and will not repent, thou art a priest forever, after the order of Melchizedek. And for all practical purposes, they know of not Melchizedek's beginning or his end. So by, by so much was Jesus made a surety of a better testament. And they truly were many priests because they were not suffered to continue by reason of death. But this man, because he continueth ever, hath an unchangeable priesthood. Wherefore, he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. For such a high priest became us, who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the angels. The Lord Jesus Christ took upon himself the form, not of angels, but of men. But there was one glaring distinction between him and other men, and that is he was without sin. Our Lord Jesus Christ 
had no sin. Who needeth not daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifice first for his own sins and then for the people. For this he did once when he offered up himself. For the law maketh men high priests which have infirmities. But the word of the oath which was since the law maketh the son who is consecrated forevermore. Assurance. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 tells us that God has not appointed us unto wrath, but unto salvation. Why? Because the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, Samson was promised. He foreshadowed. But he was not the deliverer. Samson's dead. The bones of Samson are somewhere on this earth. But the Lord Jesus Christ, He is truly our only hope and our only assurance. I wish I'd had the insight that Manoah's wife had to recognize those things. But when I read those things, after it was recorded that she said them. It showed me the Lord Jesus Christ and the plan and the purpose of God. God does not do things by accident or by happen, uh, happen chance. It's all purposeful. When I read those verses about a week or so ago, I thought, If we just look, we have so many promises, so many assurances, so many things that we can rest in God's plan. We should be some of the most secure and comfortable people in the world, in the world. but we're not. Because I'm afraid too often we see them and we read them but we do not take them to heart. We do not. We are not being aware. Beware. Ponder those things. Keep those things. What we read in this, this scripture is not just to be read and forgotten. Not a bedtime story. It's not a good story to put kids to bed off you to wake up. Let me read a little scripture get my day going. If that's all it's for, you lose a great bit of its value. Because what's written in this book is for our admonition and for us to carry with us day in and day out. And I think that's the only way, Mark, we're going to get to the point of what you were talking about this morning. We must understand God's plan is more than just confess, say this, repeat after me and you're saved forever. His word has got to have a place in our hearts. 
if it does not like Mark said this morning I'm a little circumspect I'm a little bit suspicious of your testimony of your salvation if this book means nothing more to you than to just take it and put it in the back window of your car to next Sunday there's assurance here but knowing his wife got assurance I hope today you've seen something that might grant unto you a little assurance and point you to a better walk with Christ.